Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. You know, you may have heard things that have made you feel a little bit sour about somebody preaching on prosperity. Um, but uh, that's why I want to help us tonight. You know, even I have gotten that way at times. Um, God absolutely wants his people to prosper, but, but even more than that, he, he really wants us to experience his abundance. Yeah. Now, you, you might be here tonight thinking, well, Pastor Eric, you know, I'm not experiencing any abundance. I just don't understand what you're talking about. Well, that's why I'm here to help you understand. Because um, abundance comes from us understanding. And we need to understand this God of abundance if we're going to experience abundance in our lives. But if you don't know that about him and if you, and if you are jaded about that concerning God and if you don't have, any, have not had any desire or hunger for that, then you won't experience because God is going to give you whatever you want. All right? I mean, he's, he's, he's everything for us, but he's not going to force everything on us. All right? Whatever we're willing to receive from him, he'll give. All right? So I just want you to set your heart and mind to understanding and to receiving because I think that this is going to change all of our lives as we walk through this. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Amen. Anybody believe that tonight? Yeah. See, because hearing the Word of God, by hearing the Word of God uh, and faith rising in our hearts on the basis of hearing and understanding. All right? It's not just about the hearing isn't just the words going into our heads. It's the hearing and the understanding of what God is saying that will cause faith to rise. And when that faith rises, then that gets you in that realm of anything is possible. Okay? So, uh, you know you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's not just about hearing. How many parents are here? All right. You've probably had this common phrase that is common in every household. I'm pretty sure all across the world, in every language, in some way or another, it's said something like this. When a parent talks to their child and they're giving them instructions, they say, do you understand me? Right? Because I know you hear me, but do you understand me? All right. Because what I'm looking for after this conversation is action on your part, whether that's to shut your mouth or to clean your room, or to take out the trash, or to give me a hug, you know, whatever it might be. Do you understand me? So we're, we're, as we have this, this compunction for our children to learn and to understand what we're saying, so our Father has the very same nature, we have His nature, for us to not only hear, remember Jesus said several times, He who has ears to hear. That is hearing to understand. Another place Jesus said, you shall know the truth or understand the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's not truth that makes you free. It's truth that you know that makes you free. All right. Big difference. All right. Because truth is out there. I mean, truth is being told all the time, but it's not changing anybody who doesn't know it. All right, but when you know it for yourself, when you accept it for yourself, that's when you open yourself up to truly receive from God. Your, uh, and your faith in, is action. Think about this for a moment. Your faith is action taken based upon information from a reliable source. Let me explain. I tell Jeremiah, Jeremiah, tomorrow morning I want you to meet me at Bill Smith's Cafe for some Sweet potato pancakes. Mm -mm -mm. 
We might ought to just do that anyway. 6.30? Sound good? Okay, 6.30. And um, I'll meet you there at 6.30 in the morning. Well, Jeremiah, if we make that plan, he is going to show up there. He's going to take action based on information given to him from what he deems a reliable source. All right? So this is, that is that when we hear the Word of God, then we take action. We take that Word into our life, and we believe the Word, and we confess the Word over our lives. That is, we take it personally when we confess His Word over our lives. We don't just see these promises and, and look at them and say, oh, that's cool that God does that, and He's that. No, we make it personal. We say, He is my healer. He is my help. He is my defense. He is my rock. He is my restorer. Are you catching this? And that's when it has a hold in our life. That's when the word really begins to work, all right? And we allow it to guide our lives to our thoughts, our decisions, and our actions. One of the covenant names of God in the Old Testament is Jehovah Jireh. You may know what that means. God our provider, the Lord who provides, or the Lord will provide, or the God who sees. All right, the God who sees, which means if he sees your situation, he has provision for your situation. Because he sees you, he provides for you. He's not just looking at you going, man, that seems to be you. No, I see you and I have help for you. That's what he's saying. The Lord will provide. And listen, think about this for a moment. Now, when the wealthiest person imaginable, when the wealth, which is God, the wealthiest person imaginable is your provider. My family, you're going to have more than enough. You are going to experience abundance from this one who supplies your needs according to what? His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So think about that. Philippians chapter 419, we all know it, we've heard it. Some of you got the tattoo. And my God shall supply all your need according to... According to what? Now think about it for a moment. How often do we, do we not ex have that kind of expectation about our, having our needs met? This is what he says he will do for us. This is how he says he will supply. When a lot of times we think that we need God to meet our need according to what we need. Because religion's taught us that. Religion teaches you you can't get what you want, but he'll, help, he'll give you what you need. It's greedy to ask for what you want. You just need to ask for your need. Yeah. Amen. All right? But God shows us, I will supply your need, not according to what you need, but according to what I have. Oh, my goodness. We've got to get this. We have to understand our God of abundance, that he supplies our need according to how rich he is. Yeah. Yeah. Are you catching this? Yeah. According to his riches in glory... By Christ Jesus. That is how he wants to supply. The great Alexander the Great was walking along. And there was a beggar sitting on the side of the road. And he tossed over to him, flicked over to him a gold coin. And his assistant said, a copper coin would have met that guy's need just fine. He said, it's not about meeting the need. It's about the giver who's giving the gift. All right? So God... God will meet your need according to how good he is, according to how rich he is, according to how opulent he lives. Are you understanding this? He, that he shall supply your need according. So, but but I, I believe that because of a lack of understanding of that, many Christians, many believers are not walking at that level. 
They're not receiving from this God who gives according to his riches because they pray these little religious prayers. Lord, I just need my needs met. I don't ask for much. I wish you would ask for much because I got riches and glory to get to you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Hmm? Now we're going we're gonna to walk through this very slowly. All right, I'm not in any hurry to get through this because there's so much in the scripture that show us this God of abundance. And I want all of us here to just go up another level. Can we do that together? Huh? Can we just determine we're all going to go up? In, in Revelation, we're going to go up and experiencing God and his goodness and his abundance in our lives because it is, it is his will for you to yeah. prosper. The devil robs people all the time, though, for a lack of knowledge or lack of understanding. But this God of abundance has another name that we're also familiar with, and it's the name El Shaddai. Let's all try that. El Shaddai, all right? Now, there's lots of Lots of meanings to this name, actually. And we know it, one of them that we say is he is the God of more than enough. And that is true. But I just want to just give you some things that, as I studied on that name, uh, just so you can hear it. One, mighty to nourish. One, mighty to sustain. And one, mighty to supply. Mighty to nourish, to sustain, and to supply. Our all-sufficient sustainer. El Shaddai means one who abundantly blesses us with all manner of blessings. Wow. One who abundantly blesses us with all manner of blessings. Now, we know El Shaddai. Now, the scripture doesn't say El Shaddai. That's the Hebrew. When you see El Shaddai, you're going to see it in English as God Almighty. All right? Now, this is powerful. God Almighty speaks of his power and his strength and his ability, which means what he's telling us is, I am the God who has all power to bless you. Yeah. Amen. I have all the power to bless you. Yeah. I said, he has all the yeah. power Amen. to bless you. There is no created thing on this earth that can stop him from blessing you. There is no power on this earth that can hinder him from blessing you, from getting the blessing to you. All right? So since that's true, all he needs is somebody to receive it. He's giving it out liberally. He's showing us, I'm the God of abundance. I'm the God of more than enough. I have the power to sustain you, to nourish you, and to supply your needs according to my riches and glory. Is anybody here to receive that? Will anybody open up their arms and hug that blessing? Will you take that into your life? Will you receive that? Will you confess that I am your God of abundance? Will you take me personally in that way? I am Savior. I am Lord. And I am your deliverer. But I also am your God of abundance. Do yeah. you want that? Because he's freely giving it. See, this is what has come to us in this great grace. Everything that we could wish or ask for. Above all, what does the scripture say? And he is able. Now God, he, now God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. We, why does the Bible tell us that? Why are those scriptures in there? He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that what? Works in us. How does that power work in us? 
By faith. By faith. That's how that power works in us. According to the power that works in us. Well, it's not going to work in us if we're not calling on it. It's not going to work on us in us if we're not looking with expectation for it to work in us. Are you hearing me? Like I said, God, our will is involved here. God's just waiting for you to choose it. All right? You have the will to choose. If you want it, here it is. If you don't want it, all right. Amen. I am going to get to some scripture, I promise. Did we go to Genesis 17 yet? Let's go to Genesis 17. Verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. It's the first time the name El Shaddai shows up in Scripture right here. First time it was ever uttered, and it was uttered by God himself. I am El Shaddai. I am the God who will sustain you, who will give you every manner of blessing. I am the God who has the power to bless you. All right? Now watch what happens. Verse 2. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Who's this talking? This is the God of more than enough talking. All right? This is the God of abundance saying, I will multiply you exceedingly. All right? He's saying, this is my part, Abram. All right? This is who I am. And I'm presenting myself to you like you've never heard before. Now, what is Abram going to do? What is he going to do at this point? Look at verse 3. I didn't have that on the notes. I'm sorry. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him. I think about that. Abram had never heard God talk to him like this. He never presented himself to him this way before. All Abram could do is fall to his knees. Isn't that what the grace of God does to all of us? We're overwhelmed by his love. We can't help but bow and worship to him and say, God, I don't know why you're so good, but I sure am glad you are. He just showed up this day and said, I'm the God who has the power to bless you. Now watch this. Can we keep going on here, David, down this chapter? Verse 4, and as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Now watch. God shows up with a new name. But in a covenant, it works on both sides. This is where he made covenant with Abram. Guess what happened here? Abram got a new name. No longer are you going to be father. Check this out. Now watch. No longer are you going to be father. Now you are father of nations. In other words, I'm presenting myself to you as the God who has the power to bless you, to make you the father of the world. Yeah. Amen. God dreams and sees things so big. Now, Abram had a choice here. He could have said, no, thank you. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to work through Ishmael. We're going to do our own thing. He had, he had a choice. God wasn't forcing this on him. He was just showing him who he is and who Abram could be. Yeah. I will make you. I have, I should say, I have made you a father of many nations. Have. Wow. 
So it went from Abram, father, to Abraham, father. Well, actually, uh, Romans 4 really says father of the world. And that's extraordinary. Is this touching you tonight? Is this helping you? Now watch. I, I, uh, uh, let's go over to, what was my next scripture? Exodus chapter 6. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exodus chapter 6. I, why didn't I have that in my notes? That's, I just stopped writing, I guess. Oh, okay. All right. It's all right. I got it here and I got it here. Exodus chapter 6, verse 3. Now, the Lord is talking to Moses, all right? He's talking to Moses. And listen to what he says here. This is really powerful. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai. But by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. What an interesting verse of Scripture. I appeared to who? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Three generations. Actually, four and further because Joseph also. When you look up the word God Almighty, I do want to encourage you to do a word study on this, that you're going to find that Abraham got that name in his mouth. And then Isaac apparently heard it because Isaac, when he's blessing Jacob, speaks the Lord God Almighty or God Almighty over him and pronounces blessing. Jacob, in turn, blesses Joseph, proclaiming El Shaddai, blessing him. Joseph gets El Shaddai in his mouth. So it just goes down from generation to generation, all that generation, that lineage of faith. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as the God, as God Almighty. But by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. And I, I was a little puzzled at that at first. I thought, why? Why doesn't he present himself as Lord? I mean, he is Lord, right? Yes, he is Lord. But he was not known as Lord to them. But that time was coming because something else was coming. Something else was almost on the scene. We all know it as the law of Moses. All right? Where there is a law, there must be a Lord of that law. Yeah. Let me say that one more time. Yeah. Where there is a law, there must be a Lord of that law. Somebody has to make sure people are doing what they're supposed to do. Amen. And they have to be accountable to somebody here known as Lord. But he wasn't that to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Wasn't that to them. He was El Shaddai, the God who has the power to bless. Now you might be asking, don't we call him Lord? Yes, we do call him Lord. But not in the way that he was Lord over the law. My family, he is the Lord of the law of love now. Because the scripture says, just as he chose us in him in love. All right? And the law of love trumps all laws. All right? This isn't the law of do's and don'ts. This is the law of love him because he first loved you. Yeah. You understand that? His lordship now is all based on his love for you. Yeah. Not about keeping right. rules. Woo! Yeah. It's about staying in love. Yeah. All right? Remember what he talked to the church in Revelation about? He says, I have this against you that you left your first love, and I, as the Lord of love, I'm going to take you up on it. 
You've left your first love. You've got all these things going well in your life. You're doing all the good stuff. You hate false doctrine. You hate all this stuff, but you've left your first love. What is he saying to them? In other words, you've forgotten how love works. You're doing all this to prove your love for me. You've left your first love. What's the first love? My love for you. You're doing this all about your works, but I'm here to invite you back here. Let me be Lord of love in your life and believe and receive my love for you so that all the stuff that you do is meaningful. Not to gain merit with me. You already have merit with me. That's what first love says. And this is love, not that we loved him but that he first loved us. So you're receiving this tonight. So if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, the Lord of what? The Lord of love. Okay, so what does this mean for us today? Because the children of Israel didn't know him as Isaac, or as Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did. And Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob didn't know him as Moses and them did. Because God expressed himself in a name to show another attribute of who he is. So he introduces this El Shaddai. And hey, was Abraham blessed? Yes, he was blessed. The scripture says he was blessed in cattle, in gold, and in silver, and in much land. And then he was blessed in his body because 100-year-old men don't have babies. All right? But he did. He did have a baby, She was conceived when he was 99, and he had Isaac when he was 100. And Abraham was so blessed in his body. Think about this, so blessed that 40 years later or so, Sarah kicks the bucket. All right, so she's 130 when she passes away. Abraham is feeling so good at this point. I mean, he's only 140, right? right. He starts another family. He marries a woman named Keturah and has six more kids. I say he's El Shaddai, yeah. the God of more than enough, yeah. who has the power to go against the very laws of nature to get you your blessing. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. And then Abraham closed his eyes in death at a good old age at 175 years old. His son Isaac got a hold of it too because he closed his eyes on the earth at 180 years old. Outlived his dad by five years. This is when people were, Abraham was old at 75. Let me just remind you, he was old at 75 when the Lord said, get up and get out of your house. I'm going to take you to a place. And for the next hundred years, he walked a walk with God. Gave him a hundred more years on top of 75. It's incredible. And that lineage just stayed strong and strong and strong. Jacob would have lived longer, but you know what? Jacob got grieved in his heart over Joseph, and he said that was the thing that shortened his life because he was in grief for so long that he was literally killing himself over it. He still lived to be 130-something, I believe. Not bad. Huh? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So now... All right, you're catching this. Well, that's good, Pastor Eric, but that's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What about, I mean, what does that have to do with me? Well, let's go over to Galatians chapter 3. I'm glad you asked that question. 
What does that have to do with you in your situation, in your life right now? How is that relevant to you? That's great that we're hearing about all these other people being blessed, but yeah. What about me? What about me? That's what about love. Galatians chapter 3. Faith, you look like you want to read tonight. Okay. <laughs> read, uh, start in 10 and we'll work our way through 14. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For as many, for as many as are of the works of the, of the law under the curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Keep going. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the law from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hung, hangs on a tree. Now let's slow way down for this next verse. Get ready. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean the same blessing. Come on. Somebody ought to shout right now. Uh, the same blessing the same God, the same El Shaddai that was there saying, I am the one with the power to bless you. That same blessing is upon me, a Gentile in Christ Jesus today? The answer is yes. That same blessing that was upon Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, how God reserved that special name for them and them alone now has come to you? Now he's opened up his heart, his life, his blessing to you. So whose turn is it now? Huh? Whose turn is it for the blessing? It's your turn. It's your time right now. This is for you. And listen to me. The scripture says Christ died for that purpose. I said the scripture says Christ died for that purpose. He hung on a tree and became a curse for us. Yeah. That that blessing would get to us. Praise God. Praise. Now, how many of you believe that he died for your sins? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. How many believe that? Amen. You don't have any doubts about that, that Jesus Christ died for your sins, and we're all grateful for that, right? Yeah. I mean, he died. How about this, that he died for your blessing? Yeah. Amen. Huh? Just as readily as you receive forgiveness, receive that same blessing. The blessing of Abraham. Just as readily as you receive forgiveness, receive blessing. Just as readily as you receive blessing and forgiveness, receive healing for your body. Because in the same afternoon that he died for our sins, in the same afternoon that blood was shed for your sins, blood was shed so that you would be healed. Because by his stripes you were healed. He went to that whipping post before he went to that cross. Everything he did in shedding his blood was intentional for you and I. 
so that it would break the back of every curse that was against us, every sickness and disease that would try to take us out, and every sin that would try to destroy us, he took it all out of the way. And that law that was looming over us and showing us just how awful we were, Jesus, the scripture says, he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. That handwriting of requirements that was against us, that law really wasn't to us, it was against us. As we said before, the law was never to us. It's not like that we were no longer under the law. We were never under the law. It was nothing but contrary to us. If Israel decided to kill us, they were perfectly within their rights to do it. That's why we bless Israel. We thank God for Israel. Amen. God bless them. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be in this deal anyway. Huh? It was, by, it was by their turning away that the Lord turned to us. But don't forget, he hasn't forgotten his people. Hmm? And he will bring them back. That is a fact. But right now, we're in this window of time. Listen to me. Right now, we're in a window of time where that is in full force. To anyone who will simply first accept it, Hear that word. Let faith come and have understanding that right now it's your time. All right? And listen to me. We don't have time to, to, to be wasting, wondering if this is true for us. We have to go after this. Have you lived long enough to find out that life is going by really fast? Hmm? And we better take this word seriously. And we better take this blessing seriously so that we can experience this El Shaddai, God of abundance in our lives. Because he has blessing for you now. Yeah, hey, think about it. And you know what all that is? That's just preparation for heaven. So you get used to being rich. You get used to having the best. You get used to being blessed in every way. Because as soon as you go up to heaven, you would be like, oh, yeah, this is just like home. Huh? I mean, we don't want to be so broke, poor, and disgusted. We get there and go, oh, my God. I never knew it could be so good. Why? Why didn't you know? Because you didn't believe. You could have had it right down there. That's why my son said, pray your kingdom come, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. But somebody's got to receive. This is what his eyes are looking to and fro across. And who's going to believe that I am the God of abundance? Yeah. Who's going to believe that I am your, the one who nourishes you, who supplies you, who sustains you, who blesses you with every manner of blessing? Who will receive that tonight? Yeah. And tomorrow. And the next day, and when the bank account gets worse, gets worse, and dwindles and goes with the negative sign of who will still believe it anyway, huh? Because we're not waiting on our circumstances to get right. We're trusting God even when our circumstances aren't right. Because remember, he has the power to go against every law of nature to get the blessing to you. This doesn't mean we sit around and do nothing. All right? I'm saying we do what we do, where we are, and expect his supernatural intervention all along the way. All right? So get a job, Maddie. All right? <laughs> I love you. By the way, my wife is in Chicago tonight. I, uh, I know that, um, obviously, you guys notice she's not here tonight. Um, her and my mother-in-law are there. They had planned this trip months ago um, because she has a cousin who's in all these Broadway shows. She's a little 13-year-old girl, cutest thing in the world. And so she's doing this big production, and so they went there to, to encourage her and cheer her on. So anyway, just be praying for her. She sends her love to you tonight, and I know she's missing being here.
Okay, I'm going to have to stop right there because the next, the next thing is we're going to have to, we've got to take some time on it. But I just wanted to set you up tonight just to prep you for this. I'm excited about this series that we're getting into. There's so much to show you from the scriptures. But let's just say this. I am blessed with believing Abraham. There is no curse on my life. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, that the blessing of Abraham would come upon me. And I receive that blessing. I accept it into my life. God, supply my need, not according to what I need, but according to how rich you are. I welcome your supply. I welcome your abundance. I welcome your blessing. I will not hinder that by doubt. I will not hinder that by my own reasoning. I will fully trust in you and your promise to bless me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.